0: CHAPTER Nineteenth of The Heart of Midlothian by Sir Walter Scott. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. Sweet sister, let me live. What sin you do to save a brother's life. Nature dispenses with the deeds so far that it becomes a virtue. Measure for measure jeanie deans was admitted into the jail by ratcliffe this fellow as void of shame as of honesty as he opened the now trebly secured door asked her with a leer which made her shudder whether she remembered him a half-pronounced and timid no was her answer what not remember moonlight and mooshat's cairn and rob and rat said he with the same sneer your memory needs redding up my joe if jeanie's distresses had admitted of aggravation it must have been to find her sister under the charge of such a profligate as this man he was not indeed without something of good to balance so much that was evil in his character and habits in his misdemeanors he had never been bloodthirsty or cruel and in his present occupation he had shown himself in a certain degree accessible to touches of humanity but these good qualities were unknown to jeanie who remembering the scene at mouchette's cairn could scarce find voice to acquaint him that she had an order from bailey middleborough permitting her to see her sister i can that fall well my bonnie do more by token i have a special charge to stay in the ward with you all the time ye are together must that be so asked jeanie with an imploring voice how'd i replied the turnkey and what the worse will you and your titty be of jim ratcliffe hearing what ye have to say to ilk other Devil a word ye'll say that will gar him ken your kittle sex better than he kens them already and another thing is that if ye dinna speak of breaking the tow-booth devil a word will i tell over either to do ye good or ill thus saying Ratcliffe marshalled her the way to the apartment where effie was confined shame fear and grief had contended for mastery in the poor prisoner's bosom during the whole morning while she had looked forward to this meeting but when the door opened all gave way to a confused and strange feeling that had a tinge of joy in it as throwing herself on her sister's neck she ejaculated my dear jeanie my dear jeanie it's long since i have seen ye jeanie returned the embrace with an earnestness that partook almost of rapture but it was only a flitting emotion like a sunbeam unexpectedly penetrating betwixt the clouds of a tempest and obscured almost as soon as visible the sisters walked together to the side of the pallet bed and sat down side by side took hold of each other's hands and looked each other in the face but without speaking a word in this posture they remained for a minute while the gleam of joy gradually faded from their features and gave way to the most intense expression first of melancholy and then of agony till throwing themselves again into each other's arms they to use the language of scripture lifted up their voices and wept bitterly even the hard-hearted turnkey who had spent his life in scenes calculated to stifle both conscience and feeling could not witness this scene without a touch of human sympathy it was shown in a trifling action but which had more delicacy in it than seemed to belong to ratcliffe's character and station the unglazed window of the miserable chamber was open and the beams of a bright sun fell right upon the bed where the sufferers were seated with a gentleness that had something of reverence in it ratcliffe partly closed the shutter and seemed thus to throw a veil over a scene so sorrowful ye are ill effie were the first words jeanie could utter ye are very ill oh what would i give to be ten times worse was the reply what would i give to be cold dead afore the ten o'clock bell the morn and our father but i am his bairn no longer now oh i have no friend left in the world oh that i were lying dead at my mother's side in new battle kirkyard how lassie said ratcliffe willing to show an interest which he absolutely felt dinna be so dooms doon-hearted as all that there's many a tod hunted that's no killed advocate Langtell has brought folk through worse snappers than all this and there's no a cleverer agent than nicol novit ever drew a bill of suspension hanged or unhanged they are well off has sick an agent and counsel one's sure of fair play ye are a bonny lass too and ye would busk up your cockernony a bit and a bonny lass will find favour with judge and jury when they would strap up a gruesome carl like me for the fifteenth part of a flea's hide and tallow damn them to this homely strain of consolation the mourners returned no answer indeed they were so much lost in their own sorrows as to have become insensible of ratcliffe's presence oh effie said her elder sister how could you conceal your situation from me oh woman had i deserved this at your hand had ye spoke but one word sorry we might have been and shamed we might have been but this awful dispensation had never come over us and what good would that have done answered the prisoner no no jeanie all was over when once i forgot what i promised when i folded down the leaf of my bible see she said producing the sacred volume the book opens I at the place of itself oh see jeanie what a fearful scripture jeanie took her sister's bible and found that the fatal mark was made at this impressive text in the book of job he hath stripped me of my glory and taken the crown from my head he hath destroyed me on every side and i am gone and mine hope hath he removed like a tree isna that ever true a doctrine said the prisoner isna my crown my honour removed and what am i but a poor wasted wan thriven tree dug up by the roots and flung out to waste in the highway that man and beast may tread it under foot i thought of the bonny bit them that our father rooted out of the yard last may when it had all the flush of blossoms on it and then it lay in the court till the beasts had trod them all to pieces with their feet i little thought when i was wa for the bit silly green bush and its flowers that i was to gang the same gate myself oh if ye had spoken one word again sobbed jeanie if i were free to swear that ye had said but one word of how it stood with ye they couldna have touched your life this day could they know said effie with something like awakened interest for life is dear even to those who feel it is a burden what told ye that jeanie it was one that kenned what he was saying well enough replied jeanie who had a natural reluctance at mentioning even the name of her sister's seducer what was it i conjure you to tell me said effie seating herself upright what could take interest in sick, a cast-by as i am now was it was it him hout said ratcliffe what signifies keeping the poor lassie in a swither eyes uphold it's ben robertson that learned ye that doctrine when ye saw him at Mushat's cairn was it him said effie catching eagerly at his words was it him jeanie indeed oh i see it was him poor lad and i was thinking his heart was as hard as the nether millstone and him in sick danger on his own part poor george somewhat indignant at this burst of tender feeling towards the author of her misery jeanie could not help exclaiming "Oh, effie how can ye speak that gate of sick a man as that we maun forgive our enemies ye can said poor effie with a timid look and a subdued voice for her conscience told her what a different character the feelings with which she regarded her seducer bore compared with the christian charity under which she attempted to veil it and ye have suffered all this for him and ye can think of loving him still said her sister in a voice betwixt pity and blame love him answered effie if i hadna loved as woman seldom loves i hadna been within these walls this day and trow ye that love sick as mine is lightly forgotten no no ye may hew down the tree but ye canna change its bend and oh genie, if you would do good to me at this moment tell me every word that he said and whether he was sorry for poor effie or no what needs i tell ye anything about it said jeanie ye may be sure he had over muckle to do to save himself to speak long or muckle about anybody beside that's no true jeanie though a sa'nt had said it replied Effie with a sparkle of her former lively and irritable temper but ye dinna ken though i do how far he put his life in venture to save mine and looking at ratcliffe she checked herself and was silent i fancy said ratcliffe with one of his familiar sneers the lassie thinks that nobody has even but herself didna i see when gentle geordie was seeking to get other folk out of the toll-booth, for by Jock Porteous. But ye are of my mind hinny. Better sit and rue than flit and rue. Ye needna look in my face so amazed. I ken more things than that, maybe. Oh, my God, my God, said Effie, springing up and throwing herself down on her knees before him d'ye ken where they have put'n my bairn o oh, my bairn my bairn the poor sackless innocent new-born wee one bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh o oh, man if ye would ever deserve a portion in heaven or a broken-hearted creature's blessing upon earth tell me where they have put my bairn the sign of my shame and the partner of my suffering tell me what has taken away or what they have done with it how tout said the turnkey endeavouring to extricate himself from the firm grasp with which she held him that's taking me at my word with a witness bairn quoth she how the devil should i ken anything of your bairn hussy ye maun ask that of old meg Murdickson if ye dinna can over muckle about it yourself as his answer destroyed the wild and vague hope which had suddenly gleamed upon her the unhappy prisoner let go her hold of his coat and fell with her face on the pavement of the apartment in a strong convulsion fit jeanie deans possessed with her excellently clear understanding the concomitant advantage of promptitude of spirit even in the extremity of distress she did not suffer herself to be overcome by her own feelings of exquisite sorrow but instantly applied herself to her sister's relief with the readiest remedies which circumstances afforded and which to do ratcliffe justice he showed himself anxious to suggest and alert in procuring he had even the delicacy to withdraw to the farthest corner of the room so as to render his official attendance upon them as little intrusive as possible when effie was composed enough again to resume her conference with her sister the prisoner once more in the most earnest and broken tones conjured jeanie to tell her the particulars of the conference with robertson and jeanie felt it was impossible to refuse her this gratification do ye mind she said effie when ye were in the fever before we left wood-end and how angry your mother that's now in a better place was with me for giving ye milk and water to drink because ye grat for it ye were a bairn then and ye are a woman now and should ken better than ask what canna but hurt you but come weal or woe i canna refuse ye anything that ye ask me with the tear in your eye again effie threw herself into her arms and kissed her cheek and forehead murmuring oh if ye can would how long it is since i heard his name mentioned if ye but can would how muckle good it does me but to ken anything of him that's like goodness or kindness ye wouldna wonder that i wish to hear of him jeanie sighed and commenced her narrative of all that had passed betwixt robertson and her making it as brief as possible effie listened in breathless anxiety holding her sister's hand in hers and keeping her eye fixed upon her face as if devouring every word she uttered the interjections of poor fellow poor george which escaped in whispers and betwixt sighs were the only sounds with which she interrupted the story when it was finished, she made a long pause, and this was his advice were the first words she uttered, just sick as I have told ye replied her sister, and he wanted you to say something to yon folks that would save my young life. He wanted answered Jeanie that I should be man-sworn and you told him said effie that ye wouldna hear of coming between me and the death that i am to die and me no aughten year old yet i told him replied jeanie who now trembled at the turn which her sister's reflection seemed about to take that i dared no swear to an untruth and what do you call an untruth said effie again showing a touch of her former spirit ye are muckle to blame lass if you think a mother would or could murder her own bairn murder i would have laid down my life just to see a blink of its eye i do believe said jeanie that ye are as innocent of sick a purpose as the new-born babe itself i am glad ye do me that justice said effie haughtily ifs whiles the fault of every good folk like you jeanie that they think all the rest of the world are as bad as the worst temptations can make them i didna deserve this from ye effie said her sister sobbing and feeling at once the injustice of the reproach and compassion for the state of mind which dictated it Maybe no, sister, said Effie, but ye are angry because I love Robertson. How can I help loving him that loves me better than body and soul both? Here he put his life in a niffer, to break the prison to let me out, and sure am I, had it stood with him as it stands with you. Here she paused and was silent oh if it stood with me to save ye with risk of my life said jeanie ay lass said her sister that's lightly said but no so lightly credited from one that winna wear a word for me and if it be a wrong word ye'll have time enough to repent of it but that word is a grievous sin and it's a deeper offence when it's a sin wilfully and presumptuously committed well well jeanie said effie i mind all about the sins of presumption in the questions we'll speak no more about this matter and ye may save your breath to say your carriage and for me i'll soon have no breath to waste on anybody i must needs say interposed ratcliffe that it's damned hard when three words of your mouth would give the girl the chance to nick mull blood that you make such scrupling about rapping to them damn me if they would take me if i would not rap to all what do ye columns, ems fables for her life i am used to it beat me for less matters why, I have smacked calfskin fifty times in England for a keg of brandy. Never speak more of it, said the prisoner. It's just as well as it is, and good day, sister, ye keep Mr. Ratcliffe waiting on. Ye'll come back and see me, I reckon, before. Here she stopped and became deadly pale and are we to part in this way said jeanie and you in such deadly peril Oh, effie look but up and say what you would have me to do and i could find in my heart a most to say that i would do it no jeanie replied her sister after an effort i am better minded now at my best i was never half so good as ye were and what for should you begin to make yourself worse to save me now that i am no worth saving god knows that in my sober mind i wouldna wuss any living creature to do a wrong thing to save my life. I might have fled from this toll-booth on that awful night with one would have carried me through the world, and friended me, and fended for me, but I said to them, Let life gang when good fame is gang before it. But this lang imprisonment has broken my spirit and i am whiles sore left to myself and then i would give the indian mines of gold and diamonds just for life and breath for i think jeanie i have such roving fits as i used to have in the fever but instead of the fiery eyne and wolves and widow butler's that i used to see spieling upon my bed i am thinking now about a high black gibbet and me standing up and such seas of faces all looking up at poor effie deans and asking if it be her that george robertson used to call the lily of st leonard's and then they stretch out their faces and make mouths and grin at me and whichever way i look i see a face laughing like meg murdochson when she told me i had seen the last of my ween god preserve us jeanie that carline has a fearsome face she clapped her hands before her eyes as she uttered this exclamation as if to secure herself against seeing the fearful object she had alluded to Jeanie Deans remained with her sister for two hours, during which she endeavored, if possible, to extract something from her that might be serviceable in her exculpation. But she had nothing to say beyond what she had declared on her first examination, with the purport of which the reader will be made acquainted in proper time and place. They wouldna believe her, she said, and she had nothing more to tell them. At length Ratcliffe, though reluctantly, informed the sisters that there was a necessity that they should part. Mr. Novitt, he said, was to see the prisoner, and maybe Mr. Langtail, too. Langtail likes to look at a bonny lass, whether in prison or out of prison." reluctantly therefore and slowly after many a tear and many an embrace jeanie retired from the apartment and heard its jarring bolts turned upon the dear being from whom she was separated somewhat familiarized now even with her rude conductor she offered him a small present in money with a request he would do what he could for her sister's accommodation to her surprise ratcliffe declined the fee i wasna bloody when i was on the pad he said and i winna be greedy that is beyond what's right and reasonable now that i am in the lock keep the siller and for your civility your sister shall have sick as i can bestow but i hope you'll think better on it and rap an oath for her devil a hair ill there is in it if ye are rapping again the crown i kenned a worthy minister as good a man bating the deed they deposed him for as ever ye heard claver in a pulpit that rapped to a hogshead of pigtail tobacco just for as muckle as filled his spluncheon. But maybe ye are keeping your own counsel. Well, well, there's no harm in that. As for your sister, I'se see that she gets her meat clean and warm, and I'll try to gar her lie down and take a sleep after dinner. For devil a' eye she'll close the night. I have good experience of these matters. The first night is I the worst of it. I have never heard of one that sleep it the night afore trial, but of many a one that sleep it as sound as a tap the night before their necks were strotted. And that's no wonder the worst may be thold when it's kenned. Better a finger off as I wagging. End of chapter 19